0: This is Extreme Ag's shortcuts. Let's get right into it. Well, greetings from McGee, Arkansas. I'm here with Matt Miles, one of the founding members of Extreme Ag, and his right hand man and business partner, uh, Ultimate Ag uh, Consulting, uh, Rob Dedman. Rob, Matt, we're taking a little departure from our usual. You know what? We talk about corn and soybeans, and you've even got the wheat challenge going on with the other guys in Extreme Ag. What are we doing out here? What is this stuff? I've never seen this before.
1: Now, two things you said you ain't never done today. One of them standing in a cotton field, now you're standing in a rice field.
0: Okay, I'm in a rice field, and the first thing I'm going to say as a Midwestern boy, no, I should have my galoshes on because rice is in a rice patty. I've been seeing this my whole could you, life. Could I ask a question? Yeah. What are galoshes? Okay. Uh, rubber boots. Thank you. Alright, so I'm not wearing rubber boots. Um, does that mean that we're in a drought and this is all going to die? Because certainly rice has to be flooded. I know that from growing up. Am I right? Wrong. Alright, now I'm learning a whole bunch of stuff. What's going on?
1: So rice is flooded. The perception is that rice is flooded because it's got to live in water. Rice can live in the same dry, dry environment as any other crop can other than we control. So we have to keep the fields flooded. It will sustain water. And, and, be, and, and thrive in water. So we are, we're able to do our weed control in, in a flood type state, you know, instead of having
0: to, you know, let it crack open. So we only flood it for weed suppression. We don't flood it because the rice has to be flooded.
1: No, it needs to be irrigated. So it's gotta be, it's gotta have the same amount of moisture as any other crop, you know, to be reproductive and, and have, a, have a good yield. But as far as having to keep it flooded to, for it to exist, yeah.
0: Rob, he's is he pulling fount. my chain because already he tried to sneak up behind me and pretend he was a cottonmouth snake biting me, and he's already kind of doing that thing where you know, you're not from around here. Is he pulling my chain? Is it true that you can just grow rice just like this? Sure. Uh, you know, rice, rice is a very unique crop. It's,
2: uh, it's one of the only crops that we grow. Or it is the only crop we grow here in Arkansas that can, can be grown in an anaerobic environment, being flood, meaning a flooded or saturated environment. Um, rice has a special a special stem in it, and it has what's called parenchyma cells, and that's... a oh,
0: p- parenchyma cells?
2: Parenchyma cells. All right,
0: tell me what a parenchyma uh, cells all right, mean. So
2: that's, their parenchyma cells are in the stem uh, formation, and that allows for the transfer of oxygen and air down to the roots when we're in an anaerobic environment. So air can go in here, go to here, even through the water.
0: So rice is a cereal-type crop. It's, a, it's just like wheat or oats, correct? Right. It's a whole grain crop. Tell me what the difference
2: is. Well, I mean, it's primarily, you know, rice is a, uh, I mean, is it a cereal grain? It's a whole grain.
0: All right. So here's the deal. If I flooded my wheat field, uh, the wheat would all die. But you just told sure. me that this thing, this parenchyma thing, means that it can uh, get water, air down to the roots as long as this part is above the above the water line? Yeah.
2: So, th- so think about, you remember we're on the movie Rambo when he was wading through the swamp and he had the, the, the bamboo shoot above the water and he was getting air through it? So think of the stem of rice as as Rambo's little bamboo shoot. And And it's getting the air air from from up here here down to the roots. Yep. So the roots are him. There's the bamboo. Gets it up there, too. Now, if
1: if you submerge that in water and you keep it submerged over the top, it will actually stretch out to get out of the water to the sunlight and then just lay on top of the water. Like we've had fields that get flooded from, you know, we'll have major floods and, like, we'll have a field next to a, canal or drainage ditch, you know, the ditch is full and the water can't get away and that rice will actually come out of that water trying to reach the sunlight but when it gets out of there we call it stretched and then it'll just lay over on the water. When the water goes down, about half the time the rice goes
0: down with it. That's not good. All right, you grow about 1,100 acres of rice. Uh, rice is kind of one of these specific fields. I'm looking around, the camera's showing this. If you have to be listening and not watching, we're in an area that's as flat as a pancake. A lot of the delta area where you farm is as flat as a pancake, but this is flatter than flat as a pancake, and that's because when you get the water out of this well or out of this uh, canal, you want this water to go across the whole field, right? Right.
1: Yeah, we want the same depth across the field. That's why when you see contoured levees, you know, what you would call rice paddies, you know, they're on an elevation, so if, if the field is, you know, two-tenths elevation per hundred feet, then you'll have a levee over hundred feet. That backs the water up to the same level. The difference is, it's never going to be exactly right. In a zero-grade environment like this, you get a lot closer to that, plus you use less water.
0: All right, tell me about how you plant uh, you plant rice just with a drill like we would wheat, except for in my part of the world, we would do that in October, and you're doing it here in spring. Yeah. All yeah. right, so tell, talk me walk through the process. You said the great thing about rice, it's not, it's not equipment intensive. So talk to me about what happens when you say, we're gonna to go to, take care of this rice field this year. Start from the beginning.
1: Well, and then there's three different ways to grow rice. You've got contoured levees, which is what the old school, what you see with the snaky, yep. are either straight levees. And then you've got zero grade rice production, which is what this is. Yep. And, and this uses a lot less equipment, a lot less water. And then the new thing that's come out in the last five years is row rice. So we're actually planting rice on raised beds, just like we do our corn and our beans, yep. and we're furrow irrigating it, yep. so it's never flooded. We just furrow irrigate it every five days to keep keep the, you know, the...
0: And with our technology and herbicides, you know, in the old days in Asia, they flooded because they didn't have herbicides. We've got better products now to take care of the weeds, so we don't, we maybe, you know, can do just as well on those raised beds with furrow irrigation as we could out here. Yeah,
1: well, the, close. You know, when you figure the difference in row rice is almost comparable to contour levees. Those are the two. This is almost a complete different way of doing it. Mm-hmm. But you're you're you've got contour levees and row rice. So if you can put that row up and you can cut that rice on it and grow that rice on it, you can come back next year with soybeans on the same row. Okay. When you contour the levees, you're building these big mounds. You know, they'll be knee high. And they'll be, you know, four foot wide. And then you got to go in there and knock all those down, re-till the field. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of work. Start back over. And especially at $5 and some side-cent diesel. This field right here is probably always going to be rice, and they're going to do continuous rice here because we've already got the infrastructure set up with the way we can flood it, correct? Right.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll be continuous
0: rice here. Yep. Right, he never answered my question. So I, I come out in March. What do I do? Do I go out here and, and till it? <coughs> so, so what we'll do is this actually won't start in March. This starts at the harvest. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we'll take a Kelly Diamond tool, okay. and we will. It's a tillage equipment. It's a tillage tool. It's a forty-five. Uh, we use a one. that's forty-five foot wide, yep. and, and we will go across the the fields after harvest, and, and knock the straw down, mm-hmm. and then we will get rid of the straw. Well, typically, we use burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of our primary goals when we're raising rice is is to be very sustainable to the environment. Mm-hmm. So you know, by being sustainable, we're trying to put on less nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to use less phosphates. Uh, we're trying to reduce the amount of greenhouse gas emissions that mm-hmm. occur, and then we're also trying to reduce the amount of water we use. So in the in the fall when we run that Kelly Diamond, we burn that straw, and then we will uh, towards the first of November we will either rainfall or, or sometimes we will mechanically or you know with the wells and all flood these fields. Yep. And and that's for two purposes. Uh, it's Habitat for waterfowl. Yep. Waterfowl serve, you know, great hunting income, great recreation, and uh, also it helps us suppress weed seeds mm-hmm. and suppress winter weeds mm-hmm. in here.
0: So it'll be flooded. It we'll be flooded after harvest, uh, which is somewhere around what September. September. Okay. Usually. So sometimes September, we're gonna harvest this, and then we're gonna flood it after that, and it's gonna be that we can bring people in like me that want to go duck hunting, or we can just uh, we're also benefiting because it's keeping it from growing up in a bunch of weed patches. Sure. All sure. right. And then what happens in spring? All right, so we come
2: in here in the spring usually, we'll take the water off. That would be um, good, you
0: can't, you can't come out here and do work oh, with the Oh yes boat. we can. Oh you can.
2: There is another form of planting rice in a zero grade <laughs> called water seed. Oh. That's where we leave the water on, we yep. take an airplane, we fly the seed in the water. Broadcast we'll, it. We broadcast it, uh-huh. we allow it to germinate and come through the water. It'll do that?
1: Yeah, like I told you, it'll come through the water or it'll come through the dirt, but it won't come through it won't dirt really and about.
0: water. Got it, all right, so you can broadcast it via airplane uh, when it's all flooded, but you generally don't. So your method is you dry it off, you till it?
2: No, we try not to till it. We try to keep rice. We try to do rice with as minimum amount of tillage as we can. Got it. it
1: depends uh, on the fall before. If we rut it, we have to till it. If we don't rut it, we don't. If if we don't ever rut the field, it'll be continuous no-till.
0: Got it. And then you're going to no-till in with your drill. Uh, it's on, what, seven-inch rows, 7 half inch rows. Right. And then then what, flood it forget about it? No, so we start the, the weed control program. We lay, use a lot of
2: pre-emergence products. Uh, the best weed we see in a rice field is the ones we never see, mm-hmm. so we try to keep them below ground. But the ones that do get by us, then we'll make a post-emergence application.
0: And that's going to be about like it is right now where this about weed's like, about six inches yes, tall? Yes, mm-hmm. this rice has been sprayed.
2: Uh, they're waiting to get the fertilizer on it. Uh, that will be the next step. We'll apply with an airplane,
0: the granular fertilizer, and uh, and then they'll bring the flood. Got it. So you've you hit it with application of herbicide and then you flood it and then it's going to stay. We're going to keep it flooded until it's time to, until it's got heads on it and we're ready to harvest?
2: Yeah, so in that process, we we do what's called alternate wetting and drying. Uh, it's a greenhouse gas emissions reducing process. It also helps extract nutrients from deeper in the soil. It brings them up every time we dry the soil. It brings nutrients So that means higher. we
0: flood it, then we dry it, then we flood it, then we dry it? That's exactly right. How many times are we doing this? What's the cycle? You know... So- Every 20 to 24 days? Yeah, it depends
1: on the weather, you yeah. know, but that, that's what we try to do.
0: And it would be fine if you didn't do that, but this gets you bigger yields, gets you bigger yields. What
1: we're realizing is we don't have to have a flood on it all the time. Gotcha. As long as we keep the ground moist, moist. And, and moist enough that the residuals hold, then we don't have to use the water that, you know, that can be used later.
0: So speaking of moisture, what is this thing I'm standing next to? It's kind of like, it says ricechecker.com. It's got this machine right here. They're not a sponsor, by the way, but what do what we, we got here, what is this?
2: So a friend of mine actually developed these, uh, the Isbell family up in North Arkansas, or Central Arkansas. It's, 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 it's just a really uh, convenience tool, but it's, a, it's PVC pipe, it's got yep. a float on it. We yep. set this. So uh, when the ground is dry, it's the, we want this set to where it's showing zero.
0: Yeah, we would pound it, we would, which we didn't because uh, we didn't want to work that hard today. We would pound it all the way down to where this toilet zero. float is sitting down there. That's right. And showing zero right there. Yep. Okay. And all then, right. And then as it floods,
2: the float will come up. Got it. It gets to our desired four inches. Four inches. That okay. way, when you're out here checking the water, you can, can drive by. Instead of having to get out here and walk these fields, you can just merely drive by them. You look, you've got four inches of water, you can move on to the next one. I
0: got it. And so it's if, a you, convenience and if you get a big old summer storm, it could all of a sudden go up like this, and then you, you let it go. and No, no no, no, no,
2: no. We try to hold that water as long as we can if the rice can stand it, because there it goes back to our alternate wet and drying. That's free water. And and that's water we don't have to pay for. Got it. It depends so, but,
1: on the size of the yeah. plant too. If we get an eight inch rain on that size plant we'll have to let we some have to the water let go. go.
0: Sure, right, because you don't want it to be underwater. will come out and do the thing where it The falls
1: flashboard over. risers we were, you know, showing you earlier, you know, that's how we control the depth of our water. We I, want it higher or lower by adding or subtracting boards.
0: I gotta tell you man, I've learned a lot about rice, I think everybody else has too, so what what thing did we not cover that everybody needs to know? First off, it doesn't need to be flooded, secondly, um, you know, you told three different methods of production, oh, a bushel, I compare it to wheat, I've actually accidentally called this wheat now a couple of times because to me it looks like a wheat field. Uh, Part of this looks like wheat. You know, it's a grassy green plant out there that looks like it's drilled in. I was just curious. Yeah, do you want me to explain what galoshes are again too, Rob? No, I've got galoshes. Okay, all right. So anyway, uh, 60 pounds to a bushel of wheat, last time I checked, Um, I think that's the right number. How many pounds to a bushel of rice?
1: 45.
0: Okay, what's the expected average in the Delta area in this kind of production method? What do you think would be reasonable for your 1,100 acres of rice that you're going to produce?
1: Well, our goal, you know, is to make 200 bushels dry. Okay. So that's our goal. and If we get 200 bushels, we feel like we've had a really good crop. It can range anywhere from, you know, 150 to 225 to 230. You so know, 200 bushel dry.
0: And then uh, we talk about, you know, wheat. You don't have to run it through a, a grain drying system the way you do like corn. But you told me that rice actually comes out a little bit green, right?
1: Yeah. Not you big. want to cut it green. See, the biggest thing about rice is you don't want to let it fall down. Mm-hmm. So we are gonna cut it at higher moistures to try to get it out for the hurricane season. So you can cut about 70 acres a, a day with a normal combine. One of our combines rice standing, you can cut 20 to 25 it's laying on the ground.
0: I see, so it, it's actually pretty slow uh, harvest. Oh yeah, it's one
1: of the slowest harvests
0: we have. And you told me something interesting. You said rice is really hard on your combine. Absolutely. And that's just because of the, the, the how hard it the is of the size.
1: The abrasivess of the hole that it's in.
0: Got it. What did we not cover here when we're talking about rice production in the Delta region or anywhere else, Rob? Rice is a great carrier for your gravy. <laughs> 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 I like rice a lot when it's in my sushi and that's really about the Potatoes way make your butt it.
1: big, right? That's right. Anything,
0: anything we didn't cover that we think we should have to do our our do our, our service here of explaining rice.
1: No, not really. You know, we're just proud to be able to grow it. It's, it's kind of unique. To, it's a unique, unique crop to the United States. Uh, Arkansas is the largest. It has the largest amount of acres in the United States, and so it's kind of fun being able to grow something like that. Something that you you know you go straight from here to the meal and then it's put on your table. So. That's our that's our only product we grow. That's not a you know certainly additive.
0: unlike corn and soybeans. It doesn't go through a pig or through a, a oil right. processing or whatever. Absolutely. All right. His name is Matt Miles. He is one of the founders of Extreme Ag. His name is Rob Dedman, Ultimate Ag Consulting, and a business partner to uh, Miles Farms. My name is Damian Mason. Coming at you from what I would have called a rice paddy, but instead we're going to call it Z Z. Zero-grade. Zero-grade rice farming here in the Delta region. For more great information, insights, and cool stuff, go to ExtremeAg.farm, share this with your friends, and go and look at all the cool stuff we've recorded. Until next time, I'm Damian Mason.